Podcast, a podcast from the Spiritual Life team at Liberty Christian School to equip and empower the next generation to love people, bear fruit, and make disciples. What up, podcast world? Welcome back to the SL Podcast. We got another very special episode for you today, and I'm here with two of my good friends. We've got Luke Crenshaw. What up? Classic intro there, and then a very special guest, sophomore Haley Jirasi. Hello. Good to have you on the podcast. We're so glad you're here. Uh, Haley, before we get started, why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are? Um, how long have you been at Liberty? What are you involved in here? Just so the listeners can get to know you a little more. Okay, yes, I'm a sophomore and I've been here for almost a whole year now. I've been here a whole year. I moved, I transferred in last year awesome. after spring break or after winter, winter break. Love it. And I play tennis. I'm on the tennis team, on the varsity team. Super excited. So cool. Super fun. Okay, here's, here's the question we all need to know. I think I everyone in upper school is wanting to know this question. I have a feeling I know where you're going with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, Come on. All of us have Bring the same on. question when you talk about tennis is, do you think you would be able to beat Coach White in a tennis match? And what are the keys to that victory if oh, you can? Man, I mean, I really feel like he'd challenge me after this if I say I can win. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to say I maybe can. It would be a challenge. I've played with him a few, few times. So I know like, okay, like maybe make him run a little bit, like shoot yeah. some, some ground shows. Make him run, yeah. come right on. Right over the net. Get him <laughs> tired. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so make him run ground strokes. So for anyone out there who is looking to challenge Coach White in a tennis match anytime in the near future, those are the keys to victory according to Haley Jirasi. Mm-hmm. So now we know, that's good. Let's go. Um, so involved in tennis, have been here a little over a year. That is amazing. Um, we're so glad you're on the podcast. Uh, today we got a really cool opportunity to continue our series on doubt. So we're doing a three-part series um, exploring uh, doubt as a believer. Um, and so the first question was about uh, doubting God's existence. Um, and so that came out last week and we got to have Marissa Martin, senior at Liberty, um, kind of dive into her story with that. Um, and it was just super encouraging. Um, and so this week we get to kind of take the next step talking about doubting God's goodness. Right. So the, the idea behind that is, man, I believe God's real, um, but I'm struggling to believe he's good mm-hmm. based on life circumstances, based on everything that I see around me in this world. And sometimes it's hard to believe that he's good, even if I believe he's real. Um, and so really, Haley, what we'd love to hear um, from you as we kind of dive into this question and wrestle with it a little bit is kind of what is your story and um, what is your story when it comes to this topic um, and what have you learned over the years from the Lord from that? Oh, I mean, I've had a long story. I mean, it, like, obviously someone's testimony is sometimes their whole life, them coming to God. But uh, specifically um, in 2018, when I was 11 years old, uh, I started feeling really sick and went to a whole bunch of doctors saying, you're fine, you're fine, there's nothing wrong. But my mom knew something was just off about me. I had no energy, just wasn't really wanting to hang out with anybody. Um, so after uh, going to the ER, finally some blood tests, I was diagnosed in the ER with T-cell ALL leukemia when I was 11 years old, which oh, is the most aggressive form of blood cancer. Wow. Mm. So um, spending the first two nights, I spent the first two nights in ICU and then another 30 days in the hospital where I started chemotherapy, I lost my hair, and I just, the adverse effects of chemo started setting in. And mm. the chemotherapy for T-cell ALL leukemia is two and a half years. So wow. it's just a really long journey of so many ups and downs. And a lot of it, they're just constant. I'm just, you're just getting constantly hammered with chemo and it's mm. just really hard to recover. And you're just like just trying to stay there for it. Um, so 
being first diagnosed in the hospital, you know, it was rough and then getting out, it was like, okay, so I'm, my life is kind of paused now. So everybody else's life is keep moving on. Like my friends can go hang out and then they can go back to school because I was diagnosed in the summer and I mm. couldn't. So I started online school and I was just kind of stuck there being on pause. And while everybody else was moving on, I was stuck in just going day to day in chemo. I couldn't go to school. I was just too sick to go to school. And then on top of that, I was going for chemotherapy three days a week, wow. which is sometimes five days a week for some injections. Um, but this mm. losing my hair three times. So I used to have straight hair before, so I get a lot of compliments on my hair. It's because I lost my hair three times. And every time Vin Christine would hit me enough, it would just come back curlier and curlier, which is actually wow. a small blessing that I got because I always wanted curly hair. So yeah, I was super yeah. excited, like, hey, okay, wow. it's a small little blessing. You know, it, it was really hard to go through, like, losing my hair. Like, obviously, especially for a girl, like, it takes a lot longer for your hair to grow out. So that was one mm. thing, just, like, struggling with steroids. Um, steroids would make me shake or just, like, really hungry all the time. So I had the moon face, just, like, just didn't look like myself. I remember... Mm in the hospital room looking into the mirror and I just didn't recognize my own self. Mm. Like I just looked totally different from how I had the two weeks before. And I'm really thankful for my mom during that time that she was there to be like, okay, like, okay, things are hard right now, but you need to look at the good side. And definitely through two and a half years of chemo, it's definitely, I've grown through it. I've become much more mature and you know, I've understood a lot more now and I appreciate things like, like hair, or just like, you know, getting to go to school, which I think most people are like, oh, school. And I'm still like, oh my gosh, I have a test. I'm like, no, I don't want to take a test. <laughs> but at least I get, get to be there after, mm -hmm. you know, a few years in homebound and um, home, excuse me, homeschooled. Mm -hmm. It was just like, so I felt so alone mm -hmm. that I didn't have anybody there for me. And there were, my family was there for me. I had a lot of people just like couldn't be there for me because I was gone all the time. I was in the hospital. So I'm really thankful for my family who was there for me. And we were talking about uh, before this, my dog, my dog was super there for me, just super sweet. He'd just come and he wouldn't say anything. He couldn't say anything. He couldn't say anything, but he'd just he'd come and he'd be like, okay, I know yeah. you're there for me. And I would just know like simple things that people were there for me. Yeah. And before I had been diagnosed, I just felt like no one was there for me. Like I didn't really feel that. Mm -hmm. And so it was great to see the community come together and see how much I was loved and how much I was cared for, even though I couldn't see it in that moment. Yeah. So definitely through my cancer journey, I've learned that God loves me so much more than I could ever imagine. That's something that God has proven to me and that even when I can't see him, God is always there. There have been so many mm -hmm. times where prayer has been so amazing. And there have also been times of doubt, like, you know, but I'm very, very thankful for the blessing that I've gotten to grow and that even though you've been through hard things, you know, a diamond isn't a diamond because it was just made a diamond. Mm -hmm. It has to go, graphite has to go through intense heat and pressure to become a diamond. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we'll, Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, I think I think your story has power, um, and I think anyone who is listening will be super encouraged just by, uh, I don't know, by the way the Lord has has worked through a just terrible situation mm -hmm. um, and brought beauty out of ashes. Um, and so we'll dive more into details later um, and ask some more questions um, on the episode. But um, kind of. Yeah. Which I do yes. have to say, I am cancer-free now. I okay, was, good. That is a good <laughs> I, I, I got to, to ring ask. the bell. Praise. I'm cancer-free uh, since 2021, oh, 22, when I was... Praise the Lord. When I was 13 years old. Uh, the math, it goes by, it's gone by so fast now, I can't even remember. But yes, For real. I get to ring the bell, and I am cancer-free now. Mm, that's amazing. That is such a praise. <laughs> that is such a praise. That's so cool. Um, well, let's, let's shift over to Luke just a second. Um, yeah. Luke, I want to hear kind of from your perspective... Um, as you've walked with students who um, have wrestled with hard things, who have been through um, things like cancer, who have been through um, just loss in their life and, and seasons of 
just pain. What has it been like um, walking with, with them through this kind of doubt of God's goodness and wrestling with that in hard times? And then what do we see in scripture um, that kind of points to this idea? Like, how do we wrestle with that together? Mm, yeah, great questions. Well, just like Braden said, Haley, so encouraged by your story. And if, you, if you've ever met Haley or seen her, I think the best way to describe you is you have a joy despite circumstance. Like there is like a radiant joy mm. about Haley. And a lot of people don't know your story either. They would never guess that you've been through such hard things. So just wanted to encourage you with that. Yeah, this is a, I mean, this is, I feel like something that I talk to students about often, like, is, is God good? How do I know he's good? And I think really our definition of good is flawed. Even looking at the dictionary definition, like I looked it up, it says good, that which is morally right, righteousness. So, okay, what does morally right mean? Who establishes that? Well, we see in scripture that God establishes what good is because he's good. And goodness is just part of his nature. He can't contradict his nature, holiness, righteousness. They're all part of his nature, and he is the standard of what is good. Um, and we see that God in, in James 1, 17, that there is no variation or shadow due to change. So he is unchanging despite our circumstance. So answering the question, so how do I know God is good? Simply put, because Scripture says so, Right. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. It says that in Psalm 105, Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, Luke, that sounds great, right? That's a, Oh, Scripture says it? That's awesome. That's all I do, right? I, I give the Scripture to the students and say, okay, go on your way. As much as I would love to say it's as simple as that, I'm sure Haley people told you like, hey, God is still good despite this. And it's probably so hard to believe that like the pain that I'm going through, losing my hair, not looking like myself, like how can you tell me that God mm. is good in this moment? So why is there so much tragedy on this earth if we, if we have a good God? And I think I encourage students to, I don't know why all bad things happen. I, I don't. I wish I could tell them the answer, but I know that we see in scripture that when God created the heavens and the earth. He said it was good. He made man in his own image, and until they, it, at the moment that they disobeyed him is when you really see uh, creation fracture, because sin entered into the world, and and evil is is the absent of goodness. So it's whatever God is not. So really, how I encourage students, I I like to point them really to, to Genesis uh, 50. It's funny, we, we talked about this in, in chapel, but the story towards the end of Genesis is uh, Joseph. So Joseph is um, one of the sons of Jacob, whose name is Israel, so part of the 12 tribes of Israel. And Joseph, um, his brothers did not like him. He was the favorite of dad, so they actually sold him into slavery, and he goes through all of these trials and tribulations. He gets wrongfully imprisoned. He gets beaten. He stays there for such a long time, and towards the end of the story, he finds favor with Pharaoh, and uh, there's a drought in the land, and his brothers end up coming to him, and they don't recognize him at the time, but he ends up making it to where um, there is provision um, because of 
Egypt storing up food and supplies because God told him that this drought was going to happen. And what he says to his brothers, I think this is so crazy, but he says, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So what you intended for evil, God used for good. And I think I'm excited to hear more from from Haley right now because her story, what what this world that's broken and hard um, meant for evil on her life, like her talking about this on the podcast is God's using it for good. Like God is going mm-hmm. to use this for uh, for good. So I would say that's something that I point students towards. And there's so many other places in Scripture. I mean, I feel like we could talk a long time about it, but um, really, I don't know why all things happen, but I know we live in a broken world, and I know that God is working together for all things for, for good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I think I think the, some of the things that you hit on are, are so key. Um, mm-hmm. And even just you saying, like, man, it, Scripture says so, Like, and, and we believe Scripture is true, but... Uh, often that's just not enough. <laughs> yeah, 100%. and and that's that's the reality. Like, and not only is it not enough, but I I think a lot of people can use that, um, and it almost becomes a weapon against people who are just mm-hmm. going through really hard stuff. Yeah. Um. And I I that's just not fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Or kind. Um. And so I think uh, wrestling with this question is is really important and really good. Mm-hmm. Um. Haley, for you, kind of as you have like been through um, just a situation that was just hard and not good, um, like w- what was your relationship with the Lord like um, in that season? And then like how how has it developed and changed over time through going through what you went through? Oh my goodness, I have so much to say about this, which <laughs> one thing I think like I wasn't like, it's not good to get sick, you know, something like that. Like cancer is not great, but yeah. like sin entered the world and that, yeah, what go, Satan intended for evil, God intended for good. So even though mm-hmm. I went through something so hard, God turned it into something good that I didn't suffer for no reason. And for a long time I had been like, oh, you know, I don't really want to tell my story. Like I don't want to be cancer girl. I don't mean known, like be defined as cancer. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to realize that like, okay, I didn't go through this for nothing. God is using this for something good. And that if I don't share my story, then what was the point of going through it? That Sometimes if you go through something hard, it's mi- it's a season of preparation. And we were learning about that in Bible class. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Miss Mullins that, <laughs> that we were learning about seasons of preparations. And Joseph, that he went through multiple seasons of preparation where um, he was thrown in jail or he was sold by his brothers. And that like, okay, like that wasn't good. But I mean, like that used, that pre- prepared him to be the second in command over Egypt. That if he hadn't gone through that season of preparation, that he wouldn't have been able to achieve what he did. Mm-hmm. That so going through something like cancer, it means that maybe God is preparing me for something else to be able to share my story, to be able to just use that, that if I didn't go through cancer, I wouldn't be able to give other people hope and I wouldn't be able to give other people that, that inspiration or just to inspire myself and help grow myself. And so I definitely think that my relationship with the world, with my, with the Lord has grown so much. I mean, just being 11 when I was diagnosed, you know, I had like a childlike faith and, you know, I started understanding as I'm growing, starting going, getting older, like, okay, like, okay, there's a God and, you know, he loves me. And I started seeing him, you know, like, okay, this is great. And then getting sick, it was like a blow. Like, okay, this is like reality now. Like, this is different. Mm-hmm. This is not just, you know, middle school anymore. Like, I hadn't even gotten to middle school. I was diagnosed the second to last day of fifth grade. Wow. And so I think it has gone from 
okay, God is good. We always used to say, God will never give you more than you can carry. And we're now like, oh my gosh, that's so wrong. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes we are given too much to carry because yeah. we were never meant to carry that burden. We were we, we can give that burden to God and God so is, can good. carry our burden that yeah. we were never meant to carry this alone. And so that's also going for like, I also learned to like not just keep things in and to be also to share things with others because I wasn't supposed to carry like the pain and the hurt alone that I was supposed to share it with others. So I definitely think that God has just given me wisdom to be able to just like, okay, like breathe and be like, okay, like, okay, you got this God. Like, this is not just me and to pray. Like, I think prayer has been something so big. Like I was even just nervous to just come onto the podcast and talk. <laughs> and I prayed with Miss Harris. She, I knew her for a little bit yeah. and she just told me like, okay, like you're going to do great. And she prayed with me. And I think that just helped just a whole lot to just know to just when I'm worried about something to come to God. And I think our relationship has grown to come to him when things are hard. And I definitely think it's hard to come because a lot of times people would tell me when I was on chemotherapy, like, you're good, you're so strong, you got this, like, you're so great. But in reality, it was like, they didn't see the times where I was hurting or crying or like, when I was missing out on hanging out with friends or like just hurting all the time. And I definitely think that in the midst of all those trials, they've have become blessings. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Uh, so what I hear you saying is just throughout that journey, right? You, you really learned, um, you learned the, the, the value of God's presence. You learned, um, how he can turn your mess into a message, right? That's, that's really what I like see in you is like, you've taken the hardest part of your life. Um, and it's now become something that you get to share with people and transform people through it. Right. And something the Lord uses. And so, just know, like, even sitting here right now, I'm so encouraged yep. uh, getting to listen to you share about your faith in the Lord, um, even in the midst of really hard things. Mm-hmm. So for you, as someone who's, like, walked through one of these seasons, let's say someone who's listening right now is in a season like that. Like, not necessarily that they have cancer, um, but they're just, they're going through something really hard, um, or they did recently in the past, and um, they're struggling through that and wrestling through that what what's your biggest encouragement to somebody in a season like that um as they walk through it i mean i think everybody's advice to someone going through something hard is like okay have faith in god like he's got this but what you don't hear is like it's gonna be hard like there are hard moments like god never said that our life on earth would be easy there's gonna be hard times but that doesn't mean that you're not the only person going through something hard that there are other people who are going through something hard. And I definitely encourage, like, if you're going through something, like, be in community with people. Mm. Talk about it because just, like, when I had cancer, I, I still have can- I had cancer. Right. And so just being able to talk to people who had been through the same experiences, you can connect on such a deeper level because you're like, okay, mm. like, I remember that. I remember going through chemotherapy. I remember that doctor. I remember feeling like that. I remember post-chemo, just, like, going back into school, being thrown into it because I went from fifth grade to basically high school. And so skipping wow. middle school was a huge culture shock. <laughs> so different things to just, like, relate, I think, just being able to relate with people is something really big and that yeah people always say like okay you can got this and you do like god is so faithful that is something that has definitely stood out to me is how faithful he is that Mm. my idea of him might have changed but he never did Mm. and so i definitely think know that god is faithful and even if you don't see him and then just just be in community with others and know that god's got your back even though things are going to be hard Mm. so Mm. good so good yeah that's awesome um well, I'm, I'm super encouraged. I think I think one thing I'd love to do, um, kind of that we have been doing the past few episodes on this podcast, is um, getting a final thought from everybody. So if if you had an opportunity to uh, talk with one of our listeners face to face 
um, and you can encourage them with one final takeaway, um, kind of from this conversation, what would that takeaway be? Um, and so Luke, we can start with you and then we'll just go around. Yeah, I'd love to. I think I remember, um, when I was in high school, I had a friend that passed away. I talked about this in chapel a few weeks back or towards the beginning of the semester. And we all uh, were given like bracelets and the scripture on those bracelets was John 16, 33. And I never really knew what this verse meant. I had read it and um, start when I started walking with the Lord later on in life, I remember going back to it and there's just so much truth. And it really reminds me of your story, uh, Haley. So it says, this is Jesus talking. He says, I've said these things to you so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And in that, there is, like, those are Jesus's words. So what he's saying is, like, you're not, it's not that you might or you could. Like, you will have tribulation. And not everybody um, may have the same story as you, but people go through hard things. So I would just encourage the listener to take heart because Christ has overcome the world and he is the light that shines in the darkness. And I love John 1, 5. It says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So in those moments, reminding yourself of who God is, leaning into community like Haley was saying, and really like if you are, I would say too, if if you have a friend or a family member who's walking through something hard, I think a lot of the times we feel this pressure of like, we need to have the answers. And really like, I think sometimes people just need to know that you're there. Yep. Um, you know, you look at uh, Job's friends, like when he was, not that they got a lot right, but <laughs> you know, towards the beginning of the story, when Job's going through so many hard times, they just sit with him and they don't say anything. And they just sit there, they're there for him. And I'm sure you had people in the hospital with you, Haley, that would just sit with you. Um, so I would just, Again, encourage the listener that um, nothing comes to a surprise to the Lord. He sees the full picture, and he's got a plan. It's awesome. So good. Yeah. Haley, what about you? Yeah, I can go right back off of that, that two and a half years is a long time for chemotherapy, and that you know, just starting off, it felt like so far down the road that you, know, you don't know how to get through it, and that God, God oversaw, God saw how this would, was going to end. God saw every single step of the way, hmm. and that God was there for me every single step of the way. And I definitely think that, you know, even though you're going to go through hard things, they might just not last. Okay, they're just, just a bad day, just a bad day. Sometimes it's going to be a bad couple of years, bad 10 years. But God never meant that, that you'd be there through that alone. And I definitely think that sometimes, even if you're going through something hard, you can choose your outcome of it. Sometimes you need to choose, okay, I can be positive about this. You can choose to like let God take care of it and let, like, give it to God and just be able to like be okay with your circumstances and to like, okay, like, you're going through something bad. What are you going to do about it? Not just like, okay, like, oh, uh, sit in self-pity because some, if you sit in self-pity, that's just going to sometimes make your situation worse. Mm. Letting the devil and uh, just kind of like let you dig yourself a deep hole and just like get into that. But instead you can just be positive about things. I know it's hard to be positive sometimes. Sometimes you do need to cry because there have definitely been times where it's, I've had a rough day. Like, okay, I just need to sit here. Like, you know, maybe my counts didn't come back as well. My immunity is at zero. Mm. The like there's still cancer in my body. Like those kind of, those kind of results definitely like you have to cry about that sometimes. Like there's not, we're not meant to never cry. Like we definitely have emotions and sometimes yep. we just need to like breathe and like, okay, to never sit there, never sit and just be like, okay, like, uh, like everything is horrible, but to not be like, you know, okay, I'll pick myself up. I know that God has got this and that I can't do this by myself and to be positive about things. That's awesome. So good. So good, Haley. Um, I think for me, one of the things that 
um, has just come to mind as I was thinking about all this and everything we've been talking about. Um, Luke, you mentioned something earlier about um, evil being the absence of goodness, right? And we talked about how, how God is good and uh, anything that is good has to be intimately connected with God and his character, right? And so I was just thinking about um, the idea of that um, and and that understanding of God's goodness within trial. Because I, I think a lot of people, and I've heard this so many times, have used James 1, 2 through 4, which is like, consider it all joy, brothers. Um, yeah. And they they use that, like I was saying earlier, as like, hey, you, you can't be upset that you're in a season of something that's really hard. And actually, it's a good thing that fill in the blank. Like, it's a good thing you got cancer. It's a good thing. And that's just that's just not true, right? Mm-hmm. Those, aren't, those aren't good things. But we get to experience God's goodness because he is near in the midst of those things, right? Really good. Psalm 34, 18 says that the Lord is near the brokenhearted and he saves the crushed in spirit. Um, I'm thinking about Psalm 23, that uh, even though David walks through the valley of the shadow of death, he will fear no evil because God is with him, with him in the valley, right? And so I think the reason we can consider it pure joy when we go through trials of various kinds is not because those trials are good in themselves, but because the one who is good um, is really close. And he's really near and he's sitting with you always. Mm. And so I think my biggest encouragement for anyone listening that's going through a season like that of just wrestling with how could God be good with this happening is you're going to experience goodness through God's nearness. Mm. Um, And sometimes that's enough. Yep. Um, And so I would just encourage you guys like remind yourself where God is in the midst of those seasons and he's right next to you mm. with his arm around you sitting, uh, weeping with those who weep, mourning with those who mourn as we're called to do too. Um, and so I think that's the thing that just the Lord has put on my heart with this conversation. But I just want to say thank you, Haley, uh, for joining us. It was so encouraging to get to hear, um, your story um, about how the Lord worked, um, in a really hard and not good situation in Brock beautiful goodness out of it and how the Lord has taken what seemed like a mess, right? What was a mess um, and has made it into a message um, that you get to share for the rest of your life. So thank you for sharing that message with us and with the rest of the viewers or listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I had such a great time and it was super fun. And I definitely feel like, yeah, God is here. God is like, we're moving in all of our lives just to like help grow an understanding. And just, I think it helped me too. So cool. So cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the SL podcast on doubt, doubting God's goodness. Um, We'll be back next uh, in two weeks, actually, uh, with our last episode of the three part series about doubt and um, exploring doubting God's relevance. So thank you so much. Check in for updates on the Instagram. See ya. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to the SL Podcast. For updates on new content and episodes, follow us on Instagram at LCS Spiritual Life. And as always, love people, bear fruit, make disciples.